No, don't do it. Don't go. It has to end here. I order you not to go. I order you not to go. I order you not to go. I know now why you podcast. But it is something I can never do. Chill out, Uncle Bob. We can record this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified Terminator 2, Judgment Day, 1991. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 90. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find links to subscribe to the podcast and review us in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find links to support us on Patreon and PayPal. Speaking of which... For this episode, our reflex capacitor was was given a power rerouting capability provided by our patrons, Brian Keating, Two Dudes in an S, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and our secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your continued support. It's so helpful to help toward our funding, our web hosting and media hosting. Uh, so thank you again. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and dig Dyson's decision to destroy Cyberdyne. And I predicted... Nice. <laughs> but Cyberdyne doesn't begin with a D. There's a D in it. Leave me alone. Cyberdyne. Master Interrupter. And my prediction what I do. for Terminator 2 was a classic. And I'm joined, as always, by you heard him already, my good friend, co-host, and uh, T-1000, maybe... I mean, who would I, how would I know? Um, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hi, Paul. Hi, Francisco. Paul, my trivial question for you is thus. Production took uh, sufficiently long enough that Edward Furlong, who played John Connor in this, in T2, uh, visibly aged during the shoot. He is clearly much younger in the desert, for instance, than in other scenes. His voice began to break and had to be pitched to one level in post-production. Paul, if you could permanently pitch your voice one level, would you go up or down? Down. Down, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Paul, what was your prediction for Terminator 2 Judgment Day? T2, classic day. <laughs> nice. All right. And we are joined uh, once again. He's returning from uh, Star Wars the original trilogy episode, uh, which you can go back and listen to if you want. Uh, it's really easy to get to. You just have to go back to retrorewindpodcast.com slash 79. I'd like to welcome back to the show, Travis Berg. Hi, Travis. Hi, Francisco. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back to the show. And can you please remind everyone what you do for a living and what your favorite movie genre is? Uh, I'm a chemical engineer. And my kind of um, 
guilty pleasure movie would be the horror genre. Okay, very nice. What's your favorite horror movie? Uh, I really like... Oh, um, Putting you on, on the spot. Yeah, man. The one where Godzilla. they're in space and... Jason X. No. <laughs> dang it. Obviously, it's... Space one my, Camp. One of my favorites. Um, one of my favorite horror movies is Saw. Oh, okay. Oh, you like the torture. Is that in space? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's in a space of a room. You're going to edit that part differently. <laughs> I am. I wasn't <laughs> thinking that was a uh, live show. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All zero I can't remember watching. what the other one was where they're in space and they invent this traveling technology where they actually accidentally like go to hell. and That's Event back. Horizon. Yeah, Event Horizon. Okay. We mentioned that on the, on the Star Wars episode. I know. I can't yeah. believe you don't remember that. Yeah. It's been a weird week. No worries. Um, but thanks for coming back to the show. And what was your prediction? Oh, let me give you your trivial question. I almost forgot. Ooh, okay. uh, so, Travis, uh, pilot Charles A. Tamburu actually flew the helicopter under the overpass in the final chase scene. The camera crew refused to film the shot because of the high risk involved. James Cameron did the, did the filming with the help of the camera car driver. Travis, what is the riskiest? What is the riskiest thing you have ever done? Um, in high school, I had a fast. Well, I still have a fast car, and I used to jump it. Oh my gosh! Really? So that was a little, a little like probably Dukes risky. of Hazard. Like not quite Dukes of Hazard. Like it was the same car coming down as it was going in the air. But there's this oh. one spot up on Windy City Road where if you hit it about seventy miles an hour, get maybe one <laughs> second of air time. Oh you know, enough nice. to be like, I'm in the air, but not enough time to realize how terrible of an idea that was <laughs> and how lucky it was that nothing broke and I didn't die. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, I could say I've never done anything like that. Very nice. Um, and what was your prediction for T2? I predicted T2 would be a classic. All right. Classics all around. Let's see if it holds up to that hype. Uh, but Paul, will, no you, problemo. will you please center our course for Alice for this episode? Negative. The T-1000 will definitely try to acquire you there. (laughs) (laughs) He would? He would. No, it's like, I would. I would. I think John Connor says, really? And he said, I would, but totally botched that. Can you not botch the course, though, Paul? No. (laughs) Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging Retro Rewind Reactor. If you think you've seen it all, think again. Terminator 2 Judgment Day Ultimate Edition DVD. Come with me if you want to live. CT3, get Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Ultimate Edition, DVD. Hasta la vista, baby. Yes. Well, we. I guess we should clear that up before we go any further. Did any of us... I watched the theatrical version. Did either of you watch the Ultimate or the Skynet or the Hoopla T-whatever edition of this movie? I tried, but I watched the theatrical. Okay. I think I watched the deluxe, but I don't know if it was different. Okay. Because I turned the extra features off. All right. Well, I suppose if you start talking about how, um, you know, uh, 
the sure uh, the sheriff of Nineham's, uh, which was actually his mother, or there's this council <laughs> meeting or something <laughs> like that, will know that you actually watched the special edition. Isn't oh, that right, Robin Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Not <Yeah>. this movie. <laughs> uh, yes, that was a callback to RichardRewindPodcast.com slash 25, but we're talking about Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and here is what we remembered before we rewatched this film. Whiny John Carter and his friend with a sweet mullet caused trouble at the mall, but, did the, but little did they know... Agent Doggett, a.k.a. Liquid Metal T-1000, is sent back to kill John Connor. And I'm going to pause here. If I say John Carter through any point in this, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm holding myself back. I keep wanting you to say John Carter. I should be for that. Jeez. To kill John Connor as a young, voice-crackling teenager, Arnold returns as the T-800 as he is sent back by old John Connor to save and protect his young self from Agent Doggett. <laughs> young John Connor teaches Arnold to blend in by training the T-800 like a pet and not to kill. <laughs> <laughs> they bust out Sarah from a mental hospital and head to Me- Mexico while they run away from shape-shifting Terminator and try to stop Skynet from being created by taking out the technology that would eventually lead to Skynet. So they convince Dyson to get them into Cyberdyne to steal the arm circuit board. Also, there's a minigun. <laughs> and then somehow they get to a metal foundry with a heated battle to metal to melt the T-1000 and a cold-hearted rough ending in the ultimate sacrifice. It's a big thumbs up from the T-800 as both Terminators are destroyed to prevent Skynet technology from being created. Um... That a lot of that's right on. on. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I'm having troubles. I I mean, Agent Doggett. I'll give it just for Agent Doggett, and I like hearing blah. And that that's an X Files reference, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, he replaced Mulder for a while. Got it. No one could replace Mulder. He wasn't like Mulder, though. He was just no, no. That's why Agent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they've all appeared at the same time. Oh, okay. Got it. All right, guys. Well, now it's time to start our roundtable, and we'll begin with Travis. Will you please give us one thing that you liked about Terminator 2 Judgment Day? Uh, one thing I really enjoyed, I think, was a lot of the effects and stunts felt seemed very real. Mm. They used real props or real puppets and actually did the stunts, and the CGI seemed pretty limited to the, the Metal Man, the T-1000. Mm-hmm. So it had a good It still looked good, movie. though. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like the CG was utilized really well, and I feel like them not ha- being able to do anything made them really, like, take special care. Okay, this shot really needs it, so let's make sure we can do this and make it look really good. Now it's just like, oh, we can do anything, so we'll just do it in post. I really, I thought they gave a lot of care to where they use CG, and it just, it looks... I, I feel like it holds. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it holds up to today for w- what it was trying to be, which is liquid metal. Which I think today would be a lot easier to do, but obviously it was hard to do back then. And it looks like they would do it today anyway. So, w- what were your thoughts on the effects, Paul? Um, spectacular! The opening sequence when they go into the future, yeah. it is such an amazing uh, difference from the first. Having just watched the first movie. Mm-hmm of how we reviewed that the special effects it didn't really hold up but 
and especially in the future where it looked kind of robotic and kind of rigid, this was, it seemed flawless. Even, uh, even compared to today's standards, it was, I think it, it held up. It's just, they knocked it out of the part from the opening scene. Yeah. But no, it's not flawless, Paul. What? My memory, because I forgot, where are the technicals of Terminator 2? Will you please share those with us? Oh, we don't need to go into that. But if you really want to know. <laughs> All right. The actual title of this film is called Shocking Dark. And it's the original. It was originally really? called uh, Terminator 2. It came out in Italy of August 22nd, <sighs> oh 1990. And it was the first sequel to try to be uh, from the Terminator. And it starred a, hum- a bunch of uh, Italian people because they made it over there in Italy. And uh, it's actually in the action horror sci-fi. So, Travis, you did you like this movie? That's what we're <laughs> reviewing, right? Shocking Dark? Not so much, Paul. No? No. This would be the American or the United States version Terminator oh. 2 Judgment Day. Well, why didn't you stop me before? Because I was just letting you fall on your own sword there. All right. Fall on your own bat of molten steel. That's what I was doing. Terminator 2 Judgment Day that came out in the U.S. of A. on July 3rd, 1991. So it's a 4th of July movie. Oh, nice. Big summer. But it's rated R, so I can't take the kids. (laughs) But but it didn't stop them from making toys, though. Yeah. It was directed by James Cameron and written by him and William Wisher Jr. <laughs> it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, Robert Patrick, and a few other people you may or may not recognize. So I want to comment if you want to listen. Obviously, we did The Terminator, which features James Cameron as the director, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Linda Hamilton as the stars back in last episode, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 89. I also want to point out, though, that uh, one of the actors who played um, the uh, stepdad or foster dad, Todd, was played by Xander Berkeley, and he had a small part in A Few Good Men, which you Ooh. we also covered uh, back in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 82, if you want to check that out. All, All right. right. Continue on, Paul. Okay, so um, what's next? The budget? The, the budget, budget of yes. this film was about a little over $100 million, and it went on to gross over $500 million in the box Whoa. office and over $112 million in rentals alone. Well, good job, T2. And uh, we already started talking about why that would be the case because of the things we liked. We were talking about the effects, how amazing they were. Um, we spent a lot of money, but I guess it was well done. Yeah, well especially given a big chunk of that, I'm sure, went to Arnold. So, well, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, speaking of Arnold, um, actually, I was about to take the floor, but no, I'll give it back to Travis. What's something All else right, you liked? Fine. Oh, let's see. So one thing I didn't remember when I was watching it was it seemed like there was actually pretty good character stories in all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, John Connor and his mom and even even Arnold um, kind of developing and, uh, you know, selling the apocalypse and their fear of it and what was really mm-hmm. driving them. So yeah. That surprised me. I didn't well, remember yeah. that. Were, was there any of the characters that stood out to you, Paul? 
Um, Arnold actually got paid about fifteen million dollars for this role, so not a big chunk of the hundred. There's still a hundred million. All right, all right, fine. Oh, you, I'm sorry. You were asking about something completely <laughs> different. <laughs> were there any characters you uh, liked or appealed to you? One in? that really stood out to me that was surprising was Dyson, the, the oh, guy yeah, who played totally. uh, Dyson, Joe Morton. Mm-hmm. I thought did an excellent job. Yes, I uh, agree. Conveying every, I mean, just I, yeah. I mean, I, you totally see the, the sort of life just the struggle to like keep that weight up, which why do they have a, a dumbbell in the middle of this research facility? I don't know, but I mean, that's what it looked like to me. Um, <laughs> just holding it over the trigger for the, the bomb or the detonator, but just like, <gasps> I, I don't know that is just like you said, Paul, that is very well performed. And yeah, his overall character arc of why are you doing this? And then, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I sort of caused all this. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he so amongst the main characters, uh, even the side characters I thought had a good attention. To mm-hmm. Do you, do you feel like the actors themselves gave good performances? Yeah. Except for the, the orderly that licked Sarah. I thought that could have been done a little bit better, but uh, eh, that's neither here nor there. Not, right. not how you would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not how I lick. <laughs> My patience, obviously. <laughs> uh, were there any perf- joke, folks? It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were there any uh, performances that you liked, particularly uh, Travis? Uh, Linda and Hamilton, I thought, was very standout, and just yes. her fear when she saw the Terminator come back, and I know just totally removed from anything else that was going on. Yeah, and like, like, sir. Going off, I mean, Paul just mentioned how we came off seeing the first movie um, just last episode. I, it just, it struck me, and I don't think I caught on to this when I f- originally saw it or even the last time I saw this, but just like how she went through so much to get rid of him, and all of a sudden he's back, and it's just like, how in the world am I supposed to face this mountain again? And so just that, so she totally totally perform that fear perfectly i i could totally see that i think the slow-mo helped well yes that (laughs) yes that helps um but yeah i i liked her performance i liked uh, arnold's and i even thought john connor um was well performed by uh edward furlong uh let's see uh to a point all right to a point fine i'm sure we'll talk about later (laughs) no i just thought I mean, he he did some good parts. I just thought uh, some parts were underplayed, but uh, that's me. All right. Well, what's something else you like, Paul? Um, I love how the term both Terminators make their entrances sometimes through fire, sometimes Uh through smoke. Yeah, the slow like delivering cinematography. Yes, sometimes (laughs) through walls. Yeah, it's like. this had a lot of like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, that that's a good point. On also just going off that, just seeing Titans clash is always, it's always appealing to me. I think that's fun. Like whether it's Godzilla versus the the other big monsters, or I guess King Kong didn't really face anything one at his level, but um, the the raptors versus the t-rex i think those those 
face-offs of essentially who would be enemies to humans normally is always fun to watch. Um, all right, let's go back to Travis. What's something else you liked? Um, I, th- I think... Well, I have a hard time to say, so I guess I'll go with the first one. Uh, Make sure you save your favorite for the last thing, your classic maker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. Good point. Um, I think this was the first movie I watched that really had that I understood there was like a time travel theme going on. Oh, really? People coming back in time and affecting Uh the future, and and how that uh, could change the future. So that was pretty. So you saw this before Back to the Future, Um, or you just didn't grasp? I remember this one before Back to the Future. Oh, interesting. Okay. This one made him think more. Uh, Oh, yeah. Because they didn't say it in the title, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Judgment Day. Wait, what's this time travel thing? I thought this was about the end times. What's going on? (laughs) Where's the judge? (laughs) He's late to his day. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was Sylvester Stallone. What's going on here? Uh, 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 uh. Mr. I am the law. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, going off of, let's see, um, I really like, so this is sort of just kind of random, but one of those things that you see in a movie and you just want to do, especially if you watch this as a kid or a youth, but I think that was so cool and I still think it's so cool how Arnold uh, reloads his shotgun when he's on the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. He does this like spin move thing to cock it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, when I have like my Nerf guns, if I have anything like that, I try to do something. So it's the epitome of coolness. It is. Yes. It totally is. Um, and uh, apparently, he actually like ripped the the skin off his finger practicing it so much, and oh, just wow. how he had to do it, do that while also driving without looking where he is going while he's mm. shooting and stuff. Just it took him a lot of time to actually get it, but it, it totally, totally is cool. Uh, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, um, I, I agree. Guns in general, I usually not like a gun guy or uh-huh. that big on it, but this movie, the way it frames it and captures it sometimes, where he has his different guns and it's shooting, I was like, oh, that is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The only other movie that comes to mind that does a similar thing uh, that makes gunplay seem very appealing is Desperado. I don't know if either of you mm. have seen Desperado with uh, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, it was Antonio. No, we should put that on the list. That I was should. about 2000, right? I, I'll put it on the list. Yeah, I think that'll have be fine. Have you seen Young Guns? I haven't. It's on our. I think it's on our list, though. But it's oh, one of those okay. where I haven't seen it. But you've seen it, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry for this uh, break from the, the action of Terminator. But Travis, We're let's go. about guns. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Travis, what's something else you liked about Terminator? Um, I think one interesting thing. Well, there's lots of interesting things. Oh, sure. Another interesting thing was it seems like the Terminators always had the big... Um, you know, they were portrayed in a way that made them seem very big and in charge. Like he's chasing John in a ma- or in a Freightliner truck, and John's on this little tiny dirt bike, or he's got this giant trailer full of liquid nitrogen, and he's chasing them in this little rickety pickup truck with a yeah. homemade canopy. So just kind of <laughs> a that house on the back, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the praise the Lord bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that that was seemed a interesting cinematographer, cinematographic choice. That's not the word. That's not a real word. But yeah, interesting. Anyways. Yeah, so, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yes, just that the direction dynamics. It's it's almost like a it's like a David versus Goliath. Yeah, where it's like 
It adds to the intensity of it. Yeah. And sort of an underdog situation. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And uh, yeah, I think that's sort of a, you got that in the first movie also. And this was just like higher stakes. Um, Paul, what's something else you liked? Okay. I'm not a pyromaniac, but I thought the use of fire in this movie was really cool. Really yeah. well done. And the opening images with the slow burning and just throughout the movie, whenever the big explosions, I thought, oh, this is a nice big explosion. And it looks real. Yeah. Like, so, and, yeah. I, I, go ahead. I thought it was really well done. <laughs> go ahead. And you know, at first I'm like, oh my gosh, another intro where we're just like listening to music and seeing titles. But you know what? The day after, that really, that imagery of the playground on fire, I don't know, that really stuck with me for some reason. And I'm not exactly sure. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I certainly don't want to see that fate befall (laughs) us. Um, That childhood innocence gone. Okay. I didn't think about it on that level. Yeah. No one has a chance for that anymore. Thank you. I, I appreciate you unpacking that for me. I, I, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, well, cool. Uh, so I, I agree with that. Did were there were there any elements that stuck with you uh, after the movie, Travis? Um, well, I mean, besides the the theme song, that yes. I was about to say the music <laughs> that, yes. that goes with you for days. Indeed, but so good. I thought the music in this movie was better than the previous. Yeah, I would agree I with that. I enjoyed this. I, I would actually, I'll probably go out and try to see if I can listen to a copy of this soundtrack because it, it sounds like it might be worthy. Yeah, it is definitely more varied than the first. And uh, and yeah, was, I feel like it was a lot fuller. Um, mm-hmm. It just felt more And intense. more orchestral. Yes, and more orchestral, less synthesized. Big thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Something else uh, I I appreciated that uh, for the most part, at least in a lot of a lot of ways, they didn't treat the audience like we were dumb. Like John would pick up on things and infer things and just say, "Oh, okay, this means this or this means that." When the Terminator would tell him something, instead of like him saying, "Oh, what do you mean?" and then the Terminator has to explain it or everything to him. I I appreciated that. Um, so I, I don't know. Do you, what do you guys think about the relationship between John and the T-800? It was you fine. loved it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't, speechless. I, didn't, I didn't dislike it, but some of it was a little bit confusing for me. Oh. And it's more of the, the technical sides of okay. like... Uh, like some of the questions that Arnold would ask, it's, uh-huh. he seemed to have a little bit of inflection to it. And I can't remember, like, for instance, well, if you go back to one hour and, you know, 20 minute mark right here, he ends his question with an up. And if he's a robot, why would he do that? But there were several moments like that. I was like, Arnold sounds more human and less robotic. And I was like, well, why is that? And that's. Maybe, oh, that's John's influence, but mm-hmm. that's a little more technical than a young boy would get to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, we're going to, I have some comments on that for the next section. Uh, so 
you're like teasing well, it. You here, brought Paul. it up. Yes. But you're welcome. <laughs> uh, something I did forget to mention, though, at the top of our roundtable, though, I that I I want to be upfront, though it's not upfront anymore, but I wanted to be upfront and saying that this is one of those movies where I'm in between two ratings going into this oh, discussion. Okay. So, and I'm not going to tell you guys which ones it is, but um, based on our roundtable, I think hopefully I will have decided. Uh, but it's not like, oh, I know what I'm going to rate it already before discussing it. Um, anyway, back to our regularly scheduled like section. Uh, Travis, is there anything, how many more likes do you, would you say you have before your classic maker? Let me consult my list because I'm an engineer. That's what we do. We make lists. Important. Yep. How about for you, Paul? I have one more. Okay. And it's a biggie. <laughs> and then your classic maker, which is even bigger? Oh, yeah. All right. What? All right. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so this was kind of a like, but then also on some parts it maybe wasn't as uh, continuous of that, you know, some sometimes the Terminator, the T-800, was really smart, like, oh, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, let me imitate your your voice to find out if the T-1000 oh, is yeah. back at your house or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And then other times he's maybe not quite as smart. Okay. That's fair. Um, sort of, go- well, I mean, going off that, though, I like that John, and Paul alluded to this before, John teaches the Terminator and I like that aspect of that. He's a robot that learns by observing, by hearing what John's telling him. So yeah. I, I like that. So, but yeah, there. I mean, would you say those times were more like plot plot holes or plot devices? They weren't necessarily character driven. Um, if you remember, I don't. If you the have voice examples. changing or the no. Well, I'm, t- I'm Travis said there's times where he did, the T800 didn't seem very smart, whereas other times he was very smart. I think it was yeah. more of like the, the um, oh we want to get this cool shot of the T one thousand exploded. That was the one I was mostly thinking of. Oh, okay. Like oh I'm going to shatter him so he'll recombine faster and melt. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew to imitate your voice before to see if your dog was still alive. All like, right, that kind of got it. Didn't connect the dots for me. That makes sense. Oh, well, but- he said that uh, we need to get going. We haven't much time, so he kind of knew that that it, it was just to slow him down, to freeze him and shatter him. But he would have been frozen longer with a higher volume to surface area ratio. Oh, or just not shoot him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or just uh, yeah, go pick him up, put him in the molten <laughs> uh, thing right there. Oh no! Oh, uh, but what I found was amazing, <laughs> and I never caught this before of how he was so smart. Uh-huh. He asked him, "What's your dog's name?" Oh and he yeah, said it was Max. It was what Wolf, was it? Wolfie. Matt? Well, yeah. Well, he said it was Max, and then he called the dog Wolfie on the phone mm-hmm. to see if the mom, and was the mom re- said Wolfie back, and yep. I was like, well, that's the big clue that it's not the mother. Yeah, and, and yeah. Like, I'd never caught, up, caught on to that before. I'm like, so she called him Wolfie, and he called him Wolfie. I, I understand. Because yeah. I think when I, last time I saw this, for whatever reason, I just wasn't cognitively understanding the connection of, oh, this is a test. Yeah. So, Exactly, but I thought that was pretty brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, all right, I'll give uh, just a couple more things before my class, or before we'll go around and do, well, Paul will do one more thing, and then we'll do Classic Makers, unless, Travis, you have a lot more. Oh, I guess I can do one R- more thing. I rapid like. fire. Okay, we'll rapid fire around. Right. I, I liked all the sort of throwbacks and homages they did to the original, 
whether it was Come With Me If You Want to Live yes. or... Uh, I switched, yeah. Or I'll what? Be Back. I'll the Be Back. Yeah. I just, was it the boy who said that? Somebody said I'll Be Back. Okay. Or the, the doctor coming back mm-hmm. and being in the in the movie, even though he is still annoying and <laughs> frustrating, but it's cool to see him again. Um, Driving the truck through the... <laughs> The, the front entrance he did that in the police when he said i'll be back oh and then yeah he, he oh, drove yeah. through the he took the oh truck and drove yeah the front. that's another one i didn't even pick up yeah, on but yes yes that. yeah so yeah i i appreciate lots of those there's a caveat to that which we'll get into later but <laughs> But I did like those. Uh, Travis, what's another thing you liked? Uh, it was 30 minutes before the Terminators confronted each other into the movie. Oh, was it that long? Yeah, it was, I, I wasn't thinking it was that long. I was like, oh, it was 10 minutes. No, it was 30 minutes to see what's going on, and which I liked because I, I didn't... Um, I enjoyed that they weren't just able to find him right away, and all of a sudden it's like big action. You have that anticipation and build up of mm-hmm. seeing them looking for each other and seeing how they think. Nice. Yes, I did like that. Uh, Paul? I just thought of something else that I liked. And this is like a, a a little bonus thing. What I thought was really cool and really well done where Arnold jumps from one truck and then onto the one chasing behind him, stands up on it and shoots down with the machine gun. <laughs> yes. That scene looked so like done so easily, but yeah. you know it's yeah. so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool the yes. way that was handled. Indeed. Um, another another example of like, wow, guns are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. But it was more of the, not just the this, guns. It was okay, the, his stunt work is kind of cool. Yeah. Yes, or, yeah. Yeah. So cool. confidently, you just own it. I know, it. he just like walked like nothing. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. amazing. Uh, and I'll have one more thing. I just The sound design for this movie, I mean, some of the gunshots is like, wow, this sounds like how it would sound really, like a lot of echo and reverb to it and i yeah. just I, I like good sound effects yes all right let's go through our classic makers for t2 more. jd before that all, all right. right fine i'll lump it in okay lump it in paul go for it one of the what i was about to say is that this is an example this is often used as, as an example where the sequel is better than the original mm-hmm. and uh, i enjoyed that aspect of it of and i agree Hmm. i think this this so it's not after just watching the first movie and then watching the second one it's Mm -hmm. like okay this was good and this is even it's like the story gets better as it goes along Mm. and so i enjoyed that aspect um but that's not my most thing is that I the, the the thing that I like the most is were the intense sequences. I don't know why, but I I found myself like un okay, unclenching my muscles at different oh. times for like realizing, <laughs> oh, I, I guess I was really into that. But there are <laughs> several scenes where I was like, oh, 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 even though I know what's gonna happen, yeah. I got caught up into it and, yeah. and that's what I enjoy the most about this film. Yeah, I certainly I feel like I took a lot for your notes. I'm glad you guys brought stuff to the table because I think I would, if this was a solo show, I wouldn't have had a lot of things to talk about because I was just watching the movie for a lot of it. Just yeah. enjoying the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Travis, what was the thing you liked most about T2JD? Uh, for me, and I think this is kind of true of all the Terminator films, but the chase scene 
um, with the Freightliner when they're on the bikes in the canals and are oh, yeah. oh, jumping yeah. off and actually like seeing, hey, that was a real stunt. Somebody yep. jumped a Harley and landed in a canal. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I went, thought Poof. I was wondering how did they do that? I, think, I was looking for wires and things even still. I well, didn't they see did, the wires. Yeah, they did use wires for that, but yeah. Even still with wires, that's still an amazing scene. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. So, and just the, the scale of the truck, you know, hitting the burnout cars and the canal. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a, that was the, the scale of this me. thing. Or the trucks that they use giant trucks. They use yeah. big buildings with big. Ex- yeah, if they use miniatures for this, uh, it, I, I mean, I, they did it perfectly because I could not tell. Is <laughs> yeah. great, um, awesome. I would say for my uh, classic maker is I actually, and I had I. I did a lot more reflecting on this movie afterwards than mm-hmm. I normally do because I felt like there's just things to think about. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that occurred to me was that it seems to have this uh, theme or this deeper theme of breaking free of the past to, so that you can have hope for the future. I think mm-hmm. in the changing f- your fate. Well, and then the no first fate. one, I think it was actually like stepping into who you're being called to be. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Kyle Reese is telling Sarah, "You are going to be, you are going to, you know, be this fighter and warrior, and you're going to raise John so that he can save humanity." And she's like, "I'm not, I'm not this warrior woman. I forget exactly what she says, but I'm not, yeah, this mother of the future." Um, but then she steps into that, and uh, as Paul so eloquently found uh, told us, she goes through that, uh, uh, what's it called, press, press yeah. thing. Yeah, that press thing. What's that Hydraulic press? Hi- yes. Yes. Um, and is birthed out the other side, this uh, mighty warrior, um, or at least this uh, way tougher uh, woman ready to handle the future. Anyway, did you notice back she to pushed T2. the same kind of button? I did notice that, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and um, But in this one, it's almost like she... she so she's, she's become that, but now she... She's so focused on, okay, so I have to do everything in my power to stop it can, from continuing that she almost becomes this killer without realizing that there may be this other way and sort of breaking free of this fate she feels locked into now. And even John breaking free of like feeling, I mean, obviously he has father issues because all his, like the Sarah's uh, suitors like would beat him up or what have you, I think she alludes to, but the T-800 is this perfect father figure and him having to come to grips with letting go of not being able to have the dad he wants, even though, I mean, there's a surrogate right there that he, for all intents and purposes, loves. Uh, but I'm totally, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I'm totally going off on this, but I just, I appreciate that there's there's a bit more to this movie than just like very cool action, which mm-hmm. there certainly is a lot of that in spades. Um no, but what you're talking about is a very deep subject that's for a lot of that a lot of people can relate to, and I think this movie did that really well, mm-hmm. especially that one scene in the desert where she's explaining all that mm-hmm. and and showing that I, I this movie does a good job. Mm-hmm. Though I'm curious, I don't remember Kyle teaching her something about no fate but what you make. Do you remember that from the first movie, Paul? Him saying not, that? Not explicitly. Yeah, okay. 
Because apparently that was the speech, and she I remember him giving her the speech that John had her say, but I don't yeah. remember that being mm-hmm. a part of it. And that speech is is one of the main plot things in the in Terminator Genesis. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. Which so you've seen Genesis as well, then? Yes. I okay. Have. Travis has seen it. Apparently, I've only seen three. I have not seen Salvation or Genesis. But oh, you should have skipped three and saw those two. <laughs> Or watch the first half an hour of three and then... All right. Just until the big truck flips on itself, then you're done? Yeah. Okay. Chasing. (laughs) All right, guys. So those are the things we we liked and loved about Terminator 2. Before we get to the things that actually were... Need to be terminated from this movie, let's go to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, We have a Facebook group where we usually say, hey, we're going to be covering this movie. What are your memories? We also post that to Twitter too, typically. Uh, so I'll give our Twitter first. First, uh, Diego, who's at a Latino lawyer, said, any furlongs skimming credit cards in the early 90s and we're just now getting chip cards? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Come on, Visa. Watch movies and find out that you shouldn't allow that. Anyway, <laughs> so thank you, Diego. Uh, then uh, from Facebook, which you can join our Facebook group by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. First off, Cleva DeGrate said, I'll have to watch this movie again to give my best opinion. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, Eric, thank you, Cleva. Eric Purcell says, uh, come with me if you want to live. I love T2. If only they would have stopped at two movies. <laughs> I watched all the Terminator movies, but they really aren't even close to as good as the first two installments. The That's first true. the first time I watched this was at the drive-in. Yep. I said drive-in. That location is now a big box hardware store. Frown emoticon. Uh, and I also remember the tie-in with the new Guns N' Roses song, You Could Be Mine. The music video even featured Arnold. Smile emoticon. Thank you, Eric, for all those memories. Uh, Blake Olivius uh, said, one of the best sci-fi movies ever. All right. Thank you, Blake. Uh, Christopher Bow said, it still holds up. Classic. What, what once was the villain is now the rescuer. We get to see the reactions of John and Sarah when Arnie keeps his word and comes back. <laughs> That's a good plot twist. I do like that. I thought that was handled really well. That you think that you don't. I mean, I think if the you're seeing the first movie, oh, that, yes. becomes the the hero of the second movie. Yes, yeah. um, but you don't really know that until. I mean, you could watch the opening scene. He's fighting all the bikers, and he's like, "Oh, he's a bad oh, dude." Right. Oh, yeah. right. That and and I think it's really well done. Yeah. That that the fact that they don't come out and say that. You so know, if you've seen you a trailer, yeah, yeah, exactly. They give that away, but just that concept, yeah. Yeah, uh, indeed. Anyway, <clears throat> Christopher continues. Along the way, the future governor is taught what is good and bad. He also makes the audience question crime slash killing when the future of the world is at stake. <clears throat> Plus T-1000. Although the graphics blah, 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 uh, they were amazing then. Don't worry, Christopher. I think we all talked about how we think they're so great now. Uh, Arnie had to be smarter than the T-1000, which is good since Wayne Campbell was able to get away from it in a 1976 AMC Pacer. Party on, Sarah and John Connor. Now, Now, have we talked about Wayne's World? Oh, is that? 
It's from the movie oh, Wayne's yeah. World, oh, which where... I haven't seen. Okay, that's oh, why okay. I didn't get it. I was okay. trying to remember what that tie-in was from, and yeah, okay. Like, have you seen? Yeah, this boy? oh, it's a yeah, it's a <laughs> great moment in that movie. Okay, I'll have to watch out for that if I ever see it. Um, you should. <laughs> thank you, Christopher. Uh, then Edward Dossian said, "I love T two. I remember watching Terminator Genesis and thinking." Why did Judgment Day have better visuals and it was made 20 years earlier? Oh, wow. <laughs> Calling him on the carpet, uh, Edward. Uh, then uh, perhaps more iconic is that Linda Hamilton progressed even more from her role in The Terminator and is now a strong woman and pro- protagonist in a movie with a strong villain. Mm. Good point, Edward. Thank you. Uh, finally, Ryan Jackson says, got to see this... Got to see this in the theater. It was so intense. I think I had to run and pee like half a dozen times. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to hear Francisco's comments on John's attitude. <laughs> uh, you know what? And that made me think, did I have many comments on his attitude? Um, maybe I'll have to come up with some here in this upcoming hate section. Speaking of which, let's get there. And uh, Paul, will you open us up with the thing you didn't like about Terminator 2? Okay, it said that the opening scene in the future was great, great special effects, except for the special effects of when people got shot in the back with fireworks are exploding out their back. That The effects there, if you watch it, it's like sparklers are tied to their back. It's like, come on, you can do better than that. Hmm, I don't really remember that. Do you remember that, Travis? Um, well, I've never seen someone be shot by a laser cannon. What I assume is laser. It could be a phase cannon. Not sure. Um, but yeah, I could, I could see that a little, little on heavy on the sparkly side. Did you, did you feel like the lasers looked, uh, you mentioned that you kind of like the lasers from the first one, Paul. Did you like them yeah. the same in this yeah, one? Yeah, I like the lasers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just n- not the sparks, the sparklers off the guy's back after being shot by All him. right. Spe- well, you know what, Paul, speaking of that the beginning scene. So I, I like the special effects in this movie. We talked about that. I feel at nauseum in the like section. Oh, I'm so nauseated. By <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, so that future battle scene, I almost felt like it seemed too polished. And I liked, you said you liked this one better than the first one. I almost liked the grit of the first one. I felt like it seemed more authentic being this, the- Grunt was feature. there, but it was the the Terminators themselves were moving a little uh, more flawlessly, and they they were. I maybe I, I don't know what it was. It seemed maybe it was just the less skulls smoky. were too shiny. Actually, no, I think it was just less. Smoky. It was less smoky. I yeah. think that's what it was, which is yeah. odd that just something like that would make it seem so not in the future, not this, not in the this blown out Holocaust oh, city. But yeah, I think that's sure. actually what did it now that I we're talking about it. Um, All right. So more smoke. More smoke, please. Come on. There's dust everywhere. Things got to be dusty. Uh, but anyway, uh, Travis, what's something you didn't like about this movie? Um, some of the smaller details, like getting thrown through a wall. And, oh, there's no studs in the wall. That kind of thing, which is a pretty dumb thing to dislike. Oh, it's in almost in that. every action movie. You know. Aren't there wait, some walls wait, wait, that are wait, just wait, like? Wait. I'm, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> studs in the wall. What? 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 So uh, when the uh, when studs? the T1000. Oh yeah, oh. so <laughs> the boards. 
um, when the T-1000 and Arnold first meet in the mall hallways, they're fighting back yes. and forth, throwing each other. And I think Arnold then gets like thrown through a wall, but it just looked like it was this giant, you know, it, it was obviously it was a breakaway wall so the guy could fly through it because yes. it's hard to throw people through walls. But Because he flew through the studs. Uh, th- no, it was right? just drywall. Studs are I know, but the, the, the studs are on the... They're on two-foot centers. Yeah, they, only houses. two feet, not in the yeah. mall. Same, no, then, well. Uh, people run through those all the time, apparently. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> really? What? No. <laughs> in the movie universe, people go through yeah. walls oh. a lot. Oh, Haven't you oh. seen, uh, what is it, Last Action Hero? A long time ago. Okay. We should add that. <laughs> that's what uh, Last favorites. Action Hero, and what was the other one that we talked about? Uh, true Young lies. Guns? No, no. It was before that. It had something to do with guns, I feel. Desperado? But. Oh, Desperado. Desperado. Okay, let me start that. Uh, while I'm doing that, Paul, what's something else you didn't like? Okay. Bad to the Bone is a fun little music, but <sighs> I'm I think it's you, been odor overplayed, and it just comes across cheesy now. Maybe, maybe it was funny back then, and it wasn't so much like what we think of it is now because everybody's done that. Maybe that was the first time that that was done. Maybe I doubt it because I remember movies like Problem Child had it and a lot of other... Major Pain later on had it. But maybe it wasn't as played out by then, but even then, even now, it's like you here you have grade A, I don't know, qualities about this movie and then you throw this one song in there that's yeah and you know what i completely i I don't even feel like it's be it's a factor of being overused i almost feel like it's too campy for this movie especially for an introduction of the i mean though we don't know he's the hero maybe it's just to sort of let you give an indicator that he he's not such a bad guy but i don't I feel like no. that just steals any suspense from it. So I, I feel like I, I that's think a poor it would choice. Have been, yeah, it would have been better to have orchestral music over that. Yeah, or or even some other, maybe an instrumental version of uh, a song, like just a popular song around that time. Not Bad mm-hmm. to the Bone, but you something else. You don't want to pull people out, though, because anytime that's you true. put a song in there, a popular song, it's going to date it. <laughs> that's a good point. There's kind of other parts in that, though, too, like different various like corny lines that Arnold and John had together that did kind of give it that more like kind of oh, yeah. campy, little too corny, maybe trying to make the movie a little bit too light. Yeah. About Feel. calling them names and things like yeah. chill out. Yeah. Indeed. Well, yeah, but I figured, well, that's because he's still a child almost. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I mean, that's the type of things a child would teach. Yeah. Uh, first let's teach all the cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, what did you think? Did you think Bad, Bad to the Bone fit or or no, it didn't? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think at the time, or well, I just watched it today, actually. Oh. Is that against the rules? No, that's fine. Okay. As long as you watched it before this. Okay, yeah, I did do that. You're, I, you're not watching it now, right? No. Nope. Okay, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the time, it kind of fit, but yeah, thinking about more of the seriousness of it, that was, it kind of did feel out of place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad we're all in agreement. We'll you want to know what? What you want to know? Want to know a fun little tidbit? What you know? The kid with the mullet hair. 
He's arcade. from Salute Your Shorts. Not only that. Oh, is he in something else? But he provided the voice of Montana Max in Tiny Toons. Really? Yes. I had you don't no- see that. I had no idea either. Wow. Were you just looking up his IMDb or something? Yeah, oh, because okay. I thought he was the kid in Big, but he's not. That's the oh, other no. guy. That's uh, Tom Hanks. No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He was a little too young during that time because he was playing on different strokes. Oh, for different folks. Sure. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a fun tidbit. But we're yeah. we're on our dislike section. Uh, Travis, let's go back to you. What's something else you didn't like? I don't have too many other ones except for the... Your tragic maker? Yeah. All right. Paul, did you have any other ones? You have a bunch. Oh, really? Okay. I'll give, us, yeah. give us one of them. All right. Maybe you guys... Could, so John Connor turns to the T-800 Terminator and asks him, haven't you figured out why you can't kill people yet? No, he's a Terminator. <laughs> I still don't know why he's stopping them from killing people. They're on a mission to save the future. I I honestly feel like that's to show... I mean, they set up John to be this kid that doesn't care about his his step-parents, that hates his mom. I think that's actually to show that he still has innocence and that he doesn't want to see people hurt, really. But why not? They never showed why. I don't understand. In fact, I don't here. I'm going to go on a limb and I'm I am I'll be the person that said, "Yeah, I said it." Okay. Why does Linda Linda Hamilton's character stop shooting uh the Dyson guy? She's there. Their whole point is to go there and kill him, and then when she sees him, yeah, I understand. Okay, maybe she doesn't want to kill him in front of his family, you know. So, you know, you have them turn their heads and kill, but then all of a sudden she grows a heart. And says, oh, I shouldn't kill you. Well, why not? If you don't kill him now, then the future is going to happen. Why at that moment do you lose perspective? Here's why, Paul. Hebrews 8.10, that's why. <laughs> now I have to Google that? <laughs> that's what she was repeating in her head? That's why she stopped? <laughs> Hebrews 8.10. Hebrews 8.10. I, I know I saw that somewhere. <laughs> No, that's uh, it's essentially saying that God wrote the law on our hearts. I that, think, I think okay, there's a yeah, better that, verse to essentially say that we we have all morality. We all have this sense of morality and innately know that killing, unless something's wrong with your head, innately know that killing is not okay. Yet it happens all the time. I'm not saying it wars. doesn't. This We're is in a, a war, fallen, peacock. Okay. You cannot break an omelet. With, oh, you cannot make an omelet without breaking an egg. Any cook will tell you that. Yeah. Well, she also... But look sir, what happened to the cook. Why are you oh. pointing at me? <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, Travis? but Sarah was also very against the Terminator because, you know, all he does is kill people. We should destroy him now. He can't change. And I, th- I thought, at least in that scene, that she was realizing like she was becoming that, that she was losing yes, her grasp on humanity exactly. and just killing people because that would accomplish the mission. No, exactly. she's on a mission. Yeah, you but, have but to. at what you, cost, Paul? At what cost? At, at $3 billion, I'd say at least uh, any <laughs> okay, you had fewer than that. $1 billion is more than acceptable. Okay, <laughs> Paul? Yeah, the ends justify the means. No, no, I'm saying, um, uh, I mean, you sort of have to assume that three salvation in Genesis don't happen, but 
if you're just looking at the scope of one and two, yes, they do stop Cyberdyne and Skynet from happening without Only, killing yes. Dyson. I mean, Dyson yes. dies, but they she they didn't, didn't kill him. him. So there yes. is a third way. Yes, but why would she? That's not what stopped her from killing him. She didn't go, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. You have access in there, right? Okay, I'm not going to kill you. We're just going to go in there and we're going to blow everything up. No, she had like a heart or whatever. Yeah, she realized. I mean, I really think she just realized what she was doing was essentially going to turn her into the thing she hated. She finally, she just sort of, I don't know, had this dawn of realization. I don't know what, to, I mean, that happened. Does that not happen to you guys sometimes where you're just like in the midst of something and you realize, why no, am I doing this way? I try to this save is- the future, I kill <laughs> as many people as possible. Oh It's a joke, folks. Another joke. <laughs> Go lick some faces, Paul. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, it did. It did. <laughs> I, I. It threw me for a loop because everything has been about. Why is your okay, voice gotta stop, so gotta stop. low right now? Oh no! No, it's just like it really threw me for a loop because. <laughs> Are you? Anyway, let's continue. But okay, all right. So that threw you for a loop. All right, that's yeah. I I I understand. I mean, I understand why they made that choice, but I I guess no, I don't really understand why it, it threw you so much. Oh darn it! Because that's my tragic me. Oh really? Just that uh, that it, didn't make sense with her character. Essentially, is what you're saying. Like um, the way her character point, is moving. That yeah, because everything has been progressing up to that point, and then I understand like being it. When you face something, it's understand. It's it's one thing to understand it cognitively, but when you're in the in the uh, the act of actually doing it, I find it hard to believe that she's never killed anyone when she has those layers, those those underground thing of tunnels of of weapons hidden and the many guys that she's been with, be, you know, that have all been like arms dealers and things like that. All right. Well. Um- uh, okay, I'll I'll just I think we'll agree to disagree about that, Paul. That um, that's fine. Maybe my heart will grow three sizes one day. Maybe. Uh, let's see. And so, Travis, you didn't have any other things other than your tragic maker. I have a couple more things. I'll try to go through quickly. Uh, I felt like this movie was almost one chase scene too many. Hmm. I, I, I disagree, but go for it. Like in the first one, we talked about how. It seemed like they needed to clip some from several scenes. Like overall, yeah. the movie was too long. I didn't feel like this movie was necessarily too long, though. I do. I have, must confess, I feel like it was just the mood or something. But when I originally tried to watching this, I did fall asleep for one moment right before he shot him, and when he is liquid liquid nitrogened, if that's a verb, uh, frozen. And he shot him. I fell asleep for like one moment right before that um, because I, I was just tired. Uh, did you get to hear Arnold say chill? <laughs> I don't think I did. Did you? Oh. No, yeah. I missed it. But I went back and rewatched that through the end. And I'm like, why wasn't I watching this now when I'm way more engaged and this is so much more enjoyable? Anyway, um, but I did feel like overall there just seemed like too many chasings or just one more chasing less would have been fine. I think maybe if they took out that one when they're running away from him outside of the mental institution, like fine, run through the parking lot. But once they get outside, I feel like that's just too much. Uh, Then one other thing with that, which you guys will probably disagree with is I feel like I like the callbacks from the original, 
but I felt like there are several of the bigger set pieces that just felt like repeats. Uh, like what? Like um, the end chase scene where he's shooting the grenade launcher at the truck and it's not stopping the truck, just like when Reese was throwing the pipe bombs in the original and it was doing nothing to the, the original Terminator well, on the motorcycle. This one d- did damage to the truck. He had one... And it blew like the grill and everything away. Then he tried to do another, and it, that's when it fell out. But it didn't stop him at all. No, but it could have <clears throat> if he got another uh, one. Uh, well, but it was still the same. So, it was the same predicament of you're throwing these bombs essentially, and it's not uh, really stopping it from I happening. I disagree, but I I can see what you're saying. Oh, but let me guess the other one. They both wind up at a factory being chased by Terminator at the end. The, yes, that was another thing that is like. Can't you can't? Why is this? I mean, it's not the same type of factory, obviously, but it did seem that's how you destroy Terminators. <laughs> you have to be in a factory, apparently. Hopefully, you, you might know. you have to you have to return the one ring to uh Mount Doom. I mean, there's no well, way about or you it. have to flush the alien, the xenomorphs into space. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's back to whence it came. Okay. Um, Maybe the next one will be in like a fruit by the foot factory where they just wrap them up. <laughs> Jerry, my weakness. <laughs> How did you know? Oh my. It comes up my gears. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So those those were the things I didn't like. Uh, so let's go around and do our tragic makers or the things we hated most about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, let's begin with let's begin with Travis. All right. So my tragic maker um, was in the factory. Arnold's mm, real smart, yes. and then he's frozen. And that, I think actually he says "Asta la vista, baby," and then shoots him, and the T one thousand shatters into a bunch of pieces. But yes. thinking about it a little more, it kind of felt like that was more of a uh, cinematic choice or cinematic yes. driven choice versus yes. a storyline driven choice like that. Indeed. When they're at the office building with the minigun, that seemed more of like just a cinematic, cinematic. effects choice versus yeah. driving the story. Both well done. Visually. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Spectacular to watch and super fun, but just kind of maybe making it less of that story and character driven mm-hmm. believability. Yeah. And actually that reminded me of something that we alluded to before at least something Paul and I didn't like, and maybe this will be your tragic maker, Paul. So if it is, go ahead and take it away. All right. But it seemed like, all right, the these are robots, and yes. yet, like, it seems like Arnold, the T eight hundred, has learned a bunch of emotions and knows when to say he's sorry, and like he's upset that he's 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 making John sad at the end, and I mean I think that's. Kind of fine. Time out. Okay, okay. And this is something that I just remembered about from the first movie. I was about to bring up the first movie. Go ahead. The robots said that the the Terminators, they took on human characteristics so much that they could actually infiltrate the bases. So learning emotions, or at least learning to fake it, is probably part of their protocol. However, Kyle also says to to Sarah because she wants to get away. He's, he says something to the effect of um, they don't feel pain and they don't feel pity. They, they just will not stop. And yeah, no, but it, they're programmed to um, uh, emulate that when trying to infiltrate. 
Okay, so you don't think it's anything genuine necessarily no. at the end with John. He's just no. sort of mimicking what his protocols are saying he should do. Yes. Ah. Okay, all right. I, I guess I'll buy that for 100, Alex. Mm. <laughs> or should I say for a T-800, Alex. Um, I got a T-800. <laughs> all right. Um, so that that wasn't my tragic maker. That was just one other thing I recalled. Aww. Uh, but, uh, let's see my, my track maker is kind of weak. So I'll let Paul, I'll give the last one to you, Paul. So I'll go oh, ahead okay. with mine. Honestly. And this is, this, you're so embarrassed. You can't even say it. <laughs> a little bit that this is my tragic maker. I just feel like there's way too much cussing in this movie, like overboard, Cussing, S words, F words, just I, th- I mean, and I they actually didn't earn it. this I movie. <laughs> I, go speaking to that, Paul. The whole idea of earning it. I think I, I've after this movie, I started think, trying to process through that a bit more. I feel like when someone is trying to um, punctuate an emotion, that feels a little less gratuitous in terms of using profanity. The whole scene where um, John's like, "Oh, he's he's attacking me, uh, he's attacking me," and he's getting he gets those beefcakes to come over and help him, and then oh, he yeah. he turns on him and says, "Dip ass, you're calling me a dip ass." I felt like all that cussing right there could have been changed to something else, like turd stain or something, just something else. Oh, no, he's a kid, and kids. Kids, okay, do. fine, but no one swears more than a junior higher. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so that's another thing. Isn't he like ten in this? No, he's above that. Okay, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. First movie eighty four. She is pregnant at the end of that movie. This movie right. is ninety one. So really, if anything, he's like eight. Oh, good point. That right there, my friend. Yes, is the best point you've made all night. <laughs> <laughs> If I did my math right, it may be a different age, but it's I not it teen. Didn't it? Wasn't it set in ninety six? Oh, that would actually make a little bit more sense. Because I thought he was like twelve. <sighs> you know what, uh, Paul? Would you actually, while you go through your tragic maker, Paul? I'll look yes. that up because you know what that may be. That may be completely accurate that it just takes place in the future, which I don't know why that I wouldn't have thought of that, but go ahead. Okay. So this scene also took me out of the movie. It's at the ending scene and I can hear you type and so can everyone else. Um, Not that it matters, but that just (laughs) takes me out of the movie whenever I'm trying to watch is Francisco's there typing. No. Uh, But at the, in the factory scene where the, uh, Doggett character, the 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 liquid metal <laughs> Terminator, finds Sarah Connor. He's that's I understand that's not his target, but he kills all his other targets. Why doesn't he just kill her? And then he says, "Call out for him." Why, when they've already established they could change voices, why doesn't he call out to her using? Why even have that confrontation with her? It just. It seems totally unnecessary and out of character. So it's cinematic and not story driven. That's why. It's, Probably. It's, I'm, it's a major. It's like, what? 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 
I could yeah. see. I I mean, I could. I guess I could excuse it by saying, well, it's a tense situation, and maybe John. Obviously, John did come to her, so yeah. he didn't no, remember. That's later. Well, no, but that just the yes. idea that he he so may not avoid- remember that he could imitate. So you cut that confrontation out because there's no cool scene. Like it's not like oh look at the framing of this him and her. You oh, know what I mean? you're saying like have it be it. You don't know that he's imitated her, maybe, right. or maybe yeah, you okay. see him poke her, and then that's it, and then it cuts to calling for John. Right. Oh, that would have been a bit more suspenseful, I think. Yeah. Good point. That's the best point you've made all night, sir. And I come to find out that the best point I made all night is completely inaccurate because <laughs> it takes place in 1995. So he is 10, 9, 10, um, oh, depending on no. you know, when he gave Maybe birth. Maybe at the start He's of the He's too film. old for 10. He looks uh, at least 11, if not more, and talks that way too. Well, okay. But according to the movie, and I even think that when um, Agent Doggett slash T-1000 is entering the information into the sort of the police car computer i think the age yeah. comes up as 10 uh, uh, oh i thought that was the last time he was arrested at the age of 10 oh well I mean, I, that's a good point i don't know but uh anyway there you have it paul has a good point i don't have a good point and uh there those are our tragic makers oh so i will speak to ryan's comment his whole uh John Connor's attitude. I didn't feel like he yes. was overly like he seemed once he was with his mom. He seemed actually respectful of his mom, even though his mom was kind of horrible to him in the beginning. He still well, was willing to his do foster parents. Well, I mean that. Yeah, though you but could he say tried to is save it like him. he did. Yeah, that's true. He did try to save him, but, but his attitude towards them at the beginning. I, I almost feel like where are you, Francisco? I almost, we know you're in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like it was almost the way they set them up. It's almost like they're just like fostering him because they have to. It's not because they love him and actually care about him. I mean, Maybe I almost they did, but they got tired of his. And that could be, but we don't. We don't have yeah. sort of that insight. So I think that's why it didn't bother me as much as. It normally would have if they had set them up as like they really care a lot about him. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's when it's not reciprocated. I suppose, yes. Um, all right. There you go, Ryan. We're all learning. <laughs> we all learning. What it takes to please and not please. But he did cuss too. <laughs> Senor no Ruiz. more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? There you go. Uh, set them up and you knock them down. All right, guys. So those are that's seriously you have peanuts. Our roundtable discussion. Now oh. uh, we've entered all our target information into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right. Do we rate Terminator Two: Colon Judgment Day? A classic. We'd recommend anyone go out and watch this, whether you've seen it before or not. A nostalgic movie. We'd only recommend you rewatch this if you've seen it before. Or a tragic. We'd recommend no one see this movie. Even if you've seen it before, just leave it in your memories. It's, you're better off doing that than watching it again. All right. Let's start with our guest, as is our custom. Travis, how do you rate Terminator 2? 
definitely a classic for me. But why? Because it's awesome. <laughs> why Don't do you cry? Cut. Yeah, mic drop. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the the action, the chase scenes, the storyline, the time travel, the the uh, the great gun shooting scenes mm-hmm. um, or gunplay, I should say. Yeah, just just it's just fantastic. All right, classic why? from Travis. <laughs> Paul, how do you rate this movie? I rate Terminator 2 Judgment Day a classic. A classic. I think anyone of the appropriate age, as this is, rated R as deemed by society. So uh, anyone who is a fan of the series, I think, would like this movie. If you've never seen any of the Terminator ones, I'd actually recommend watching the first one first Mm -hmm. and then watching this one. Watch them in order if you want to. but I, I think it holds up to, like I said before, I think it holds up to the first one and surpasses it. Both in action, story, character development, uh, special effects. <laughs> so here's, here's... You don't know? Here's my thing, though, guys. I almost feel like I'm so torn because... This is such a better movie than the first one, but so much of the this is similar to the first one. I'm almost like, do you even need the first one? But you really do to set up who these characters are and what their motivations are. So it's almost like I'm watching the same movie twice, but I'm not really. So this is a classic, um, even though I do have a little bit of an issue with that. But on the whole, it's an enjoyable movie. Um, I wouldn't let my... Kids watch it until they're much older. Or the TV version. Or the VidAngel version, which, again, I, I did I did not watch this version, this movie in VidAngel like I did in the previous one. And I think that's why probably why the cussing affected me a lot or bothered me a lot more in this one. But um, I remember there being more language in the first one than the second one. I don't... I feel like it was probably on par, about the same. But regardless of the cussing, I, I rated a classic... Uh, and yeah, I, I would recommend you go out and see this. And apparently, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Terminator 2 Judgment Day a unanimous classic. We'd recommend go out and see this and recommend, recommend it to your friends. Or if you're someone who listened to this and you're not completely spoiled to the movie and it sounds appealing and you haven't seen it before, go out and, and watch it. All right, guys. With that, let's move on to our new tube section. Alice, bring up new tube. YouTube systems engaged. All right, what's new on our tubes? Whether it's a new movie, a new TV show, a new book, a new, I don't know. Thing? A new Terminator machine. A new Terminator machine. The T2 million. Yes. Oh, wow. What's uh, new on our tubes? Let's start with Travis. Uh, so last Friday, got finally got to watch Captain America: Civil War. Oh wait, oh Civil War is your new tube? Yeah. Uh, Why, Paul? What's your new tube? Yeah, it's Civil War too. It's really uh, cool. All right. Civil War for me too. So I think that's uh, going to make this a do 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 no <laughs> a mini review. Yes, you're getting essentially two retro rewinds for the price of one, but this is a fast-forward uh, review for Civil War Cap- Judgment Day. <laughs> Captain America Judgment Day. 
<laughs> Just when you thought there wasn't any more action, <laughs> the Avengers universe meets Terminator. So let's try keep things quick. We'll do uh, we'll do we'll just do two things you liked, and then your classic maker for Captain America, and then oh, two things man. you didn't like, and then your tragic maker for Captain America: Civil War, and then we'll do our a review. Even though we can't really rate classic nostalgia tragedy because it hasn't been out long enough, but we'll do our best. Spoilers incoming. Spoilers incoming. Um, let's see. I think I'll go ahead and start since you guys are kind of on the spot. I mean, yeah. I'm on the spot too. I, I didn't know this was coming. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed. Uh, well, I think I have some. I think this is a lot of people like. Lots of people are talking about this movie on podcasts that I listen to. Uh, oh, so wow. I'll just get it out of the way. The airport scene, so fun. I That's just, my classic maker. Okay, well, fine. So that's your classic maker. Okay, what's yeah. something else you liked, Paul? Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man's good. Yeah, I thought they did a good job. He's, uh, you know, cracking the jokes, but also like a fanboy. Mm-hmm. He's excited. So, yeah, that was interesting too. With even with like Ant Man. Um, you, you know, being pretty and all, like, oh my gosh, it's Captain America. Like, yes, well, you're yeah. a hero too, but, but you know. Yeah, it's almost like, wow. That's my second thing that I liked. So there's my three <laughs> things. It was Spider-Man, Ant-Man, and the airport scene. All right. Also, uh, by the end, I, I liked, uh, what's his name? The, uh, the Black Panther. At first, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like him. Oh, and yeah. all throughout the movie, I was like, I don't know. But then by the end, mm-hmm. I was I was like, yeah, I like him. I definitely want to go see the movie, his okay. own movie. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what's another thing you like, Travis? Um, let's see. I don't want to give my classic maker away. Um, it just it seemed like a more character story driven mm-hmm. superhero movie, which I feel like the, the Captain America movies in general have been that way. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it, just for <clears> me, at least, it makes it a lot more enjoyable and it, it feels more immersive versus like how many tie-ins can we do and um, like some of the other previous movies <laughs> age of Ultron felt may have felt like to some people named trap. <laughs> no, I totally agree with some was a major character as Ultron. That should have been set up and took a lot. There's a lot more you can do with that. And I thought it ended way too quickly um, oh, for okay. the Ultron character. But this, the villain in this is such a minor character. I mean, he's not like superpowers and yeah. everything, mm-hmm. but he is able. This guy deserves his own movie by himself because he's <laughs> able to take and and manipulate certain scenarios. I think it's good for a movie where, like a villain like Ultron, would take several movies. You know, mm-hmm. so I agree with the character development in that. Yeah, regard. and and go, going off the character development, I suppose I and I think they they did a really honest and well thought out job of how they were going to essentially pit Captain America and Iron Man against each other. Like both of them felt like they had good reasons for why they chose to be for or against the Sokovia Accords and um, whether they are going to fall in line with that or not. It wasn't so I think sometimes in movies do that, do like the good guys against each other uh, of course, nothing's coming to the top of my head. Um, but Batman versus Superman. I haven't seen Batman versus Superman, so I okay. don't know. Um, it seems like it's sort of 
this lame reason, like almost like it's a misunderstanding. Like mm-hmm. that's why you're against one another, as opposed to an actual like um, philosophical clash, which I think well, is a lot more real. What were you gonna say, Paul? Spoiler alert: uh, In the comic books, mm-hmm. it's almost I know Captain always... America's Hydra or something. Whatever. No, 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 no. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> heroes fight each other, it's like over 90% of the time, it's because of a misunderstanding. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they fight against each other a lot, like comparatively. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they didn't use that for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good on them. Uh, cool. And then so you had your classic maker, Paul. Yes. Um, I'll give my classic maker, then we'll end with your classic maker. Okay, Travis? Sure. My classic maker was actually just... One scene, one bit of dialogue between um, Captain America and Winter Soldier. It's when they're flying. They, they got away. I guess we should say this is spoilery to anyone interested. You should in, put that at the start. Since, yes. <laughs> well, in the recording, I will. Obviously, our awesome three viewers, thank you for watching right now. Uh, uh, hopefully, you've seen Civil War because we're spoiling some things. Uh, but Definitely. when they're flying, um, they're going to the base. I think it's in Russia, right? The Siberia, final base, yeah. Siberia. Um, and they're having this dialogue where essentially Bucky, the winter soldier says something to the effect of, man, I, 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 you should kill me or something because I killed all those people. And Captain America says, but it wasn't you, but he right. says, yeah, but I still did it. Um, so. and, I felt like that was so what reformed. That's all. That's what um, people go into mental mental um, hospitals, crazy houses. Yeah, no, <laughs> mental but, crazy houses. You know when they're they're convicted and then sent sentenced to the mental institution, it's uh-huh. because they can't be reformed. Uh, well, okay. he's already been quote unquote reformed, so there's no need to go through that whole process. Sorry, I'm not following what your point is. So he doesn't need to be killed or whatever. Wasn't it? There wasn't the argument like you should kill me. I think so. Yeah, no? I, I think but that why? was why. I mean, if you've already oh, well, learned because the lesson, he's, no, because the code is still in his head. Even at the end of the movie, it's still in his head. They have to figure out a way to get it out. So oh. someone else could come along and still turn him on to kill no, whoever. So then you have to get like a hypnotherapist to undo it. <laughs> okay, but that's. The point is that he isn't reformed, like you're saying. He still has that issue. And I, what I loved about that scene was I felt like, and this is me looking at it with my theological lenses, so if Uh-oh. you don't believe in... Here comes Theo. <laughs> then totally fine. But for me, it was very much of uh, Bucky was us as sinners and fallen, and we don't we don't want to... We don't necessarily want to make those choices, but we still make them because we're fallen. And if Captain America is the Christ figure, if he's not actually Hydra, um, <laughs> saying, um, but that wasn't you, but I'm still, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to make you pay for all those killings that all this stuff that you d- deserve, you're not, I'm not going to make you pay for that. So I, I, I like that. I may be reading too much into it, but. I I that's what I pulled out of it. That's your classic maker. That's my classic maker. Travis, to you. Uh my classic maker, so nothing that deep, but the the final fight between 
uh, Bucky and Cap and Iron Man. Yeah, oh, well, that was hard. It was hard. It was. Yeah, but it was, it was very emotional. Yeah, yeah. So there, and it was it was uh, good shots and yeah, tough, and tough to watch because they're all they were all friends. And you know what? Didn't seem to come to that. That's a perfect. That's a perfect segue into my one of the things I didn't like about this movie. No, 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 no. Before we go into that, let's let's, let's go not around. give Francisco a perfect segue. Let's not. Right. No, you can start with <laughs> that, but let's real quickly say if we were Team Cap or Team Iron Man. Oh, at least okay. Before going into this, I asked Team Cap. Just so going, before going Team in. Cap. Okay, and I I same here. How about you, Travis? Um, going into it. Going into it. But I, oh, I don't know. See, I'm an engineer, so I identify more with Iron Man. So okay, that's, that's fine. Tough. Yeah, that's because yeah. cause all all my coworkers are all, are all t- Team Iron Man, and really? I'm Team Cap. Yeah, Interesting. I, when I heard about it more, and or you know, heard people talking about it more, and like kind of why Cap was standing for, then I think I kind of switched. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll buy that. But yeah. I'll pick up. Okay, what you're so putting down. Yeah. now Francisco. Now, yeah. Uh, so the thing I one of the things I did not like about this movie was uh, the thing that I was felt lost in and confused by was in that final fight scene. I when Cap is pushing his shield into the arc reactor, I thought he was killing Iron Man. Yes, because yes. I, apparently in Iron Man three, which I have not seen, he gets that he gets the metal shards or wherever taken out that were trying to get his heart. Um, so. I wish they would have done some uh, just modicum of setup saying that that's not the arc reactor isn't the thing saving his life all the time now. In oh, this I movie. thought it was still, even, and I've seen Iron Man 3. <laughs> this is now, this is why I've heard in other podcasts, so maybe yeah, they no, got that's it wrong, fine, but no, no I, may, I can easily I get right. that wrong. But I think that was kind of maybe alluded to a little bit when and when uh. Tony was on the ground, he had his mask off, and he was like guarding his face because he thought Cap was gonna like. You know, smash his face in with the shield, but then he hit the arc reactor instead. Uh, maybe Bad. if that was the case, it was way too subtle for me. Yeah, right. So. Well, it was a very heated moment. To the- That's true. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't like the f- the fact that Cap would. Uh, this, and this was one of my things that I was going to pick for one of the things I didn't like mm. with Captain America digging his shield into Iron Man's chest. It seemed like he was not- he was letting go. And going into emotions where he wanted to kill Iron Man, mm, mm-hmm. and which didn't make sense. Like, no, no, what are you doing? No, 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 mm-hmm. no. We're all friends here, remember? <laughs> <laughs> but at yeah. that point, it's gotten a lot more like, you're you're just not going to stop. I have to do what I have to do. If I really believe that I need to save Bucky, then I'm going to do... I'm going to stop you, no matter what. Yeah, it but takes, not at the point not, of killing him, which is, made, which is what I was... Yeah, which is what doing. I thought, too. But obviously, I think... I would like to think that he knew he wasn't. He was taking away his yeah, the power like of his it, suit. But the fact that they went there is <laughs> is a little too yeah. much. Maybe they were trying to make it more relatable to more people too to see like you know because I think we've all been there where we're really mad or upset and you see that mm-hmm. you could overreact in that situation. Yeah, and just at that that very quick decision of like, oh no, if I didn't kill him, but I, you know, broke his toys. <laughs> but also it's like, oh no, no, oh my toys. gosh, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Travis, what's something you didn't like? Um, let's see, something I didn't. Like. I I wanted to see the uh, that like super squad of people have more of a role. 
Squad. And Super the, Squad. Uh, so the the, the villain. No, no. <laughs> I wish the, I saw more of the Avengers. Gosh. The uh, so so after after oh, the, Bucky the stole the soldiers? serum. Yeah, the additional oh, Winter Soldiers. That this big build up, killed, and there yeah. were six of them. And then I feel like, yeah. oh, this is gonna have a big thing. He's like, no, I just tricked you again. That felt a little. That was wasted. Yeah, um, yeah. They could have. He could have lured them in there to an empty place, <laughs> and without even bringing up all those other Winter Soldiers. Yeah. You know? I felt like that would have made the movie a little too complex. I'm glad it ended with sort of like the main conflict is between the heroes. It's not Mm -hmm. this external thing. It is, Um, but it made it more complex than necessary because you didn't even need to bring up those other guys. Oh. Well, I guess they were there somehow, but. But they were a red herring. Exactly. Mm. But too much. All right. I'll I'll buy that. Uh, What's something else you didn't like, Paul? All right, there's two major things I didn't like about this, and, and this is where a lot of people disagree with me. Um, basically, Iron Man and uh, Captain America were fighting for the wrong sides as far as their character was or has been built to. Basically, They were Captain, both fighting for the wrong side? Yes, because oh. Captain America is all about structure. He's, he's military mm. trained. He's all about... Uh, doing what the if the government says something you do it is all about following the rules at least that's what he's uh, been brought up to he's the boy scout known for doing good right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he's the rule follower iron man tony stark is not the rule follower he's the one who's sneaking into shield stealing all their secrets he's the one going (laughs) around and creating um uh, Jarvis and creating security things while other people are doing other things. He's always going, sneaking around mm-hmm. and so he's, if anybody would be for not government control, I think it would be him. Got it. So based on their character developments and movie past, I think they have them fighting for the wrong sides on the main argument. Okay. What do you think about that, Travis? Um, and that is that do you think that's based on more of your like comic reading because so i've only ever seen the movies no Um, this is just from the movies movies? okay because i was kind of so after winter soldier where you know big government oversight project we're going to monitor people and cap was against that that was kind of led me to feel that he was that was within his character yeah. And belief system to, to pr- not want it to be people in a room deciding it, but up to the individual to be responsible and do the right thing. And which I, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, and it seems like that which brings me ending, to my which oh, brings me to my main thing. I did it, which right, I'll, I'll right. save for later. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I think we're here. Go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. What's the main? Wh- how does that lead into the main thing you don't like? is because I don't think anybody in that room would agree to government control. Uh, and they were, it's because they're like, okay, look at what you guys did in New York. Yeah, but if they didn't show up in New York, New York would be gone. Oh, look what you did in Yukovia. Well, if they didn't show up in Yukovia, Yukovia would be gone. It's, it's like you're blaming the people... <clears throat> It's like, oh, my son died in this. Yeah, well, look how many other sons lived because of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that that argument would never hold water, especially in any military, in any government that's running. I understand the government wanting to control the heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that anyone would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense to me is a bunch of baloney. Well, so did you feel the the one lady that's, 
talks to Tony about how his, her son died. Yeah, is just, she's after is 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 off her rocker because Tony didn't kill her. Can't him or him? Sorry, you're right. The son. It's an after effect because they were there to stop. See, it all goes back to the ends justifies the means, guys. <laughs> Tell me more, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's where I'm coming from. So yeah. it doesn't it doesn't hold water. I feel like I feel like the, I mean, sort of going off what Travis said, and I agree that Civil War serve or Civil War Winter Soldier, Captain America's Winter Soldier, served push Captain toward like yeah, we we can't really go with government all the time because government can be flawed and. Have right. flawed people in it, um, but I also I felt like it was genuine that Tony, especially after him losing his parents and not doing the right thing when he when he had the chance then, and then I felt like with that emotional sort of tug on his heart, and he does seem very like like an emotional guy, like emotionally fragile and wanting to. That's the other thing. Tony's never been emotional except in Iron Man three. Uh, when you watch Iron Man I feel one, like he wasn't two. I remember him being oh barely two. Okay, but he's not the Iron Man we all fell in love with. He and was like, I'm Ult- going to go in there and rock in and and take care. And of And in Ultron, he is. I know it's he's become. I don't know. I just don't like where they've taken anyway, a little too much. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> no, which is part of his character. Well, I know, but I don't think they're going. I what I uh-uh, heard, folks, is Francis was imitating yeah. drinking yeah. alcohol. Yes. We don't uh, know it was alcohol. Well, well, but in the comics, that's I, I, was, I know, I know. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I think we're we're spinning a little bit on that, um, going around around that arc reactor. Uh, let's see, uh, Travis, go ahead and unless you go ahead and give us your tragic maker, unless there is one other thing that you don't like. Uh, um, oh, can you come back to me? Anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say I had my tragic maker, but now I'm totally it's totally escaping me. Um, so one other thing I didn't like was, um, I felt, I didn't really understand how vision was stopped by Scarlet Witch. I just, maybe I just don't understand the powers very well of what vision is and what he can do, but no, you do, but he doesn't understand himself and he has a little crush on, the Scarlet Witch. Oh, he does. So, he can have crushes. I thought he was like robotic almost. Or, well, see, that's that's why he's like, I'm figuring this out too when oh, he's talking okay. to, to Tony. So I, at least this is what I gather. Okay, mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong. Okay. But yeah, Scarlet Witch can, if taken at the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. can kind of like neutralize him. Mm-hmm. But... For, that's a very rare instance. Okay. You know what I mean? Sort of has to catch him off guard. So kind exactly. of. Exactly. Okay. But I could, what, what are your thoughts, Travis? Um, wasn't she in the comics had kind of had more powers for also having like some of wishes or thoughts kind of, that was part of her power set subtly was like, Oh, she'd wish for things to happen and then they could kind of happen. Like, Maybe. Oh, I wish all mutants would have this thing would happen to them. And then, Oh, that thing ended up kind of happening in a, terrible way um that was the only thing i could think of as far as like affecting vision or something maybe she was wishing that somebody would actually get hurt or not get hurt but like that he'd miss or something like that and end up hitting war machine instead 
Yeah, but you're right, Francisco. Vision on anyone's side should be the ultimate trump card. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Did you think of your tragic maker, Travis? Yeah, I did. That was okay. it. Was vision? I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't like his. I was having. I had a hard time figuring out his character. Okay. And and yeah. why he felt that strongly about okay. it. Okay. Um, I guess. Okay. Honestly, I can't think of what my original tragic maker was. So I'm sort of but. playing, going from the shooting from the hip. But maybe my tragic, so my on the spot tragic maker is I don't. Paul, you said you like Black Panther, and I felt like I like that he decided in the end not to be overcome by vengeance. But people like yes. what I'm hearing from people is like, oh, he has such he has like the best arc and stuff, and. I'm feeling like he, he doesn't really have an arc. an arc. Yeah, he just like well, he does I'm, at the end. I hate every. I like, hate Winter Soldier. Oh, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna hate anymore. And then that's. It's well, like that's because he realized he was the victim, not the the person who killed his father. Yeah. Okay. But so I. I maybe I. So maybe I'm being a bit of a hipster. But I'm like, why are people liking the Black Panther so much? He didn't seem that appealing to me. Well, people just like him because they think he looks cool. See, I don't even think he looks cool. Doesn't look like Batman. No. Okay. Then not to me. His necklace was built into his suit of armor. You well, saw that, right? Do you do? So, but his suit of armor was made of vibra- vibranium, right? That's right. why he is able to scratch Captain Shield. Okay. Yeah. I thought and the bullets the deflect. The bullets deflect. Yeah, where they shot like the helicopter shot him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right, guys, let's uh, do a quick... Uh, uh-oh, here we go. Again, uh, comments from the peanut gallery. Could you please explain to me what being a bit of a hipster means and why it's in being used in this context? Like... Uh, Skinny jeans, coffee, <laughs> and apple. Lumberjack beards. That is yeah. my lovely wife, uh, whoever's watching. Um, Hi, Danae. For me, hipster is someone who is very counterculture and is like, well, everyone's doing that. I'm, I don't do that. I do this other thing or I believe this other thing. Not like all the peons do. Contentious. Okay, fine. I'm contentious. Argumentative. I am. And a know-it-all. Francisco. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what a hipster seems to co- co- as oh, comes oh. across as. Okay. How many light, or uh, how many hipsters does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? Uh, it's some obscure number. You probably know. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh be here all week folks uh no really uh all right guys let's give our rating for uh captain america winter soldier let's just keep it to uh see it thumbs up, don't thumbs see down. it yeah thumbs up thumbs down that's even better all right uh travis i'm a thumbs up paul Thumbs up. It's fun if you turn your brain off and you're not like, oh, Scarlet Witch, it's your, your fault your brother died. You really have to turn your brain off through all of it, Paul? Yeah, because the whole reason why they're doing things like, is all stems from that. Oh, Sokovia? And the reason... Not all of it. Okay, the whole Winter Soldier thing? Yeah. Like, uh, to protect Bucky, I understand that. That's a whole separate issue. Then they brought in this this whole government control thing. That part stems... Why are we making it... Thumbs up if you turn your <laughs> okay. brain off. It's it's a fun movie. Thumbs up. I don't think you have to turn your brain off. Um, oh. Well, 
because I'm a hipster. <laughs> oh my! Oh yeah, and I'm still team cap. Did did um? Were you still team cap afterwards, Paul? Definitely. Or did you change Even more so? Okay. And how about you, Paul or Travis? Oh yeah, team cap. Are you guys still team cap now that he's Hydra? Apparently. Well, no. I think he's faking it. I have an. I think it's a clone or something like that. Like it's it is a Hydra agent. It's a spy. But it's a it's a sting operation. <laughs> no, the jits will never find out. Yeah. <laughs> McFly. <laughs> oh, Kanichiwa. That's why. Um, all right, guys. Uh, there's our extended new tube slash mini fast forward review of Captain America: Civil War. Now it's time to get to our feedback section. I'll bring up online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right. First off, we have some feedback from Twitter. Uh, Rachel uh, tweeted us saying, Could you add All Dogs Go to Heaven and Space Camp to your never ending movie list? And indeed, we did. Those are now available for you to vote. And I'll be talking more about that in a second here once I get through this feedback. But thank and you, I Rachel. Just for ordered those Space Camp on DVD. So, suggestions. So I oh, can cool. watch it. Okay, nice. Uh, then Marcus Lynn 25 said, uh, Check out my friend Paul's awesome retro podcast. Hashtag movies. Hashtag filmmaking. Hashtag film producers. Hashtag retro. Hashtag Terminator. So thank you so much, Marcus. I think it's Link. Lineker? Is that his name, Paul? Lineker. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, Marcus, I'm... Hey, what's up, buddy? We need to hang sometime, too. It's been a while. I, I forgot how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> That's when you know. Yes. Yeah. But thank you, Marcus. Uh, and then uh, Diego, who's at a Latina lawyer, said, this is in reference to our whole... If you've been listening to the, episode, the podcast for a while, you know that Paul and I make a concerted effort to distinguish United Statesian versus American because American is two continents is not very specific. So Diego uh, said, true story. Uh, Grandpa came to USA from Honduras. A lady says, welcome to America. And his response was, I never knew I left it or I never knew I left. So good on him for, for uh, calling sort of subtly calling her out to where we've been in America this whole time. Educating the hipsters. (laughs) One beard at a time. Yeah. Uh, So thank you for uh, feedback on Twitter. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are are at Retro Rewind Cast. No pod, just cast. Uh, Then on Facebook, I got actually a personal message from our friend of the show, Ryan Jackson. uh, But he said I could go ahead and share this. Uh, He said, just wanted to write you a note and tell you that the last several weeks have been very busy and very frustrating for me, and I've spent most of my audio time listening to classes and different things for college work. And today, I was just kind of tired and at the end of my rope, and I needed something fun to listen to. And I clicked on my podcast, and when I saw that the episode was What About Bob, it put a smile on my face. You guys did that. Thanks a bunch. Well, we did that because you did that. How do they do that? Well, thank you, Ryan. I'm glad you... By voting. Okay. I know. Thanks, I was Ryan. just trying to say thank you, and then I was going to go into that. Jeez, Paul. All right. Sorry, uh, I was trying to spoil create Spoil the moment. <laughs> Sorry. It's what I do. <laughs> no, you interrupt the moment. That too. 
So thank you so much for uh, sharing that we were able to brighten your day a, a little bit, Ryan. That's so awesome. A big reason why we do this podcast. Baby steps to smiling. Aww. Dr. Marvin, you cured me. <laughs> if you want to listen to What About Bob, it's some episode. Go go search it out. Um, <laughs> obviously, hopefully you can hear my feelings about that movie through my inflection. Anyway, as Paul was mentioning, yes, Ryan and all of you, Get to vote on the movies we cover on this podcast. How do you do that? Or how do I do that, you might ask? Well, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash CastYourVote. That's all one word. Uh, and I'll redirect you to uh, movie-vote. If you ever want to just type in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash movie-vote, that's probably a faster way to type it. Uh, but uh, we will, after our, our next episode, it, Paul will tell you the next episode, but then we'll probably do a game episode, then... We will lock in the next five movies we will cover, which you voted on. And if we were to stop voting today, and I tell you, I've been checking these, and it has been pretty contentious. Lots of movement going on. But oh, right now, as, as we're recording, the top five movies are Adventures in Babysitting at the number one spot, followed by Ferris Bueller's Day Off, then The Truman Show, then The Breakfast Club, and Predator is number five. So, yeah, throughout this week... Another Arnold movie. In the Army Now has been, like, number two. And Boy Who Can Fly has been up there. Sneakers was in the top five at one point. So, yeah, lots of movement. Um, The Brat Pack has stayed in the top five pretty consistently, but the other spots have have shifted. So it'll be interesting to see in uh, a few weeks if it's still these five, but uh, go vote. If you can vote on as many of the movies as you like, but you only get one vote up or down for each one. Uh, With that, uh, if you'd like to leave us uh, feedback, like uh, Ryan did, like Rachel, Marcus, or Diego did, uh, you can do it on this episode. Again, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 90. At the bottom of the page is a comment section. Uh, or you can go join our Facebook group or like us on or, or follow us on Twitter. Lots of different ways. Or you can even go to our own contact page, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. Now that I've gotten all that out of the way, and before we get to Nav Point Omega, Paul, take it away. Negative. The T-1000's highest probability for success now will be to copy Sarah Connor and to wait for you to make contact with her. Really? Typically. but That's what I would do. <laughs> copied is terminated. Negative. She's not a mission priority. <laughs> Just following the lines. <laughs> what? Next what? time we will be going oh, back oh, to oh, the no. year 1996 for The Rock. <laughs> I will smash his people's elbow. <laughs> and replace it with Sean Connery and... Uh, that scrawny guy that makes these weird faces in all these movies like Snake Eyes. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah, him too. <laughs> you can find the Retro Rewind podcast on thejunkies.com or retrorewindpodcast.com or anywhere else on the web. Just Google it. <laughs> that was theretrojunkies.com, not thejunkies.com. That's a different website. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's fine, Arnold. And what if we want to find you? 
Uh, me, Paul Powers. You can find me at actuallypauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links and uh, yeah, other stuff. <laughs> Not very much <laughs> other stuff. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you for being an awesome co-host, an awesome friend. So happy that I get to do this show with you uh, every other week. It's it's a fun time for me. It's it's great. Um, so thank you for being a part of that. And yes, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting a little go, bit of reciprocation. <laughs> I'm listening. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so thanks, Paul. And I no, want to say. Another thank you to Travis Burke for coming back to the show. It is awesome having you. Um, where can people, our listeners, find you online if they'd like to? And do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, you can find me on the Facebook. Um, it's pretty new. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check me out there. Um, Thefacebook.com? I recently migrated from MySpace. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Sorry, Tom. Wow. Um, something <laughs> new. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, thank you sorry, so much, Francis. Travis. Oh, yeah, sorry. Thank you, Travis, as well. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. always a blast. Awesome. What were you going to say, Paul? I was trying to find the line where he said, oh, thank you, and all that. And I was trying, and I couldn't find it, but now I found it. It was like, my mission is to protect you. 35 years from now, you reprogram me to protect you here in this time. It was playoff the, anyway. All right. (laughs) You can find me, Francisco, on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. Though, if you really want to interact with me on Twitter, use Retro Rewind Cast handle. Um, And I'd like to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. Check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope and pray that this episode brightens your day, brings you a bit of joy. Um, and that uh, you share it with your friends. Uh, and thank you to all of you who subscribe to the podcast, support us on Patreon or PayPal, or just share this podcast with your friends. It's really awesome that you're listening and contributing and sharing these old movies with us. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. <laughs> Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. I gotta tell you guys, after that podcast, I need a vacation. Now that the podcast has been terminated, we need to leave. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Put that cookie down. <laughs> Do you think once we're in the chopper and leaving, we'll say, hasta la vista, baby. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Why would we say that? Oh, one viewer. We have a viewer. Who's, who's the viewer? It doesn't say. Oh. Viewer of... Feel free to leave us a Q&A right now while we're getting Paul back. Uh, I think you can hit that on the hang... Oh, they went away. <laughs> it was too interactive for them. <laughs> they saw me. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs>